Welcome to the Bleed Midlife Bulimia Podcast with guest Emma Stroud, comedy performer, speaker, coach, and clown. Hi, everyone. I am Lorianne. I am the host of Bleed Midlife Bulimia. And today I'm so pleased to have Emma Stroud with me. She is a speaker, comedy performer, MC, speaker, mentor, coach, and clown. Thank you so much for being here with us, Emma. Uh, it's so nice to be here. Thank you. It's also really weird, you know, when you hear like all the different things you do when someone lists them. It's like, oh, do I do all those things? And it's like, yeah, no, I actually really do. So, yeah. But thanks for having me, man. Oh, that's great. So, of course, my first question is, how did you get into make, wanting to make people laugh and, and being a clown? Good question. Um, I mean, I think I've, I think I've always, since I was 16, uh, and I, I found myself uh, not being able to do sport because I really badly injured my back. And so suddenly I had all of this time. And uh, one of my friends, it's one of those sort of you know it's one of those stories isn't it and one of my friends said come along and audition for the school play and she thought that she was going to get the main part and everything like this and I rocked up and was like meh got nothing else to do and I got the lead comedy role and I was like actually this this standing up and getting a round of applause for making people laugh I quite like this and if you sort of fast forward um, <clears throat> a few years, uh, let's say just more than 10 and less than 50, um, you know, my life has sort of got to a place where I realize, and it's probably in the last sort of three, four years, that my purpose in life is to make the world laugh, think and play more, because I know that we all do feel better if we do those things. Um, how I've got there is quite a convoluted sort of story. I've run businesses. I've, I am a clown. I'm a performer. I've done shows. But understanding and knowing that being my purpose, ah, it's just one of the most, uh, it's, been, it's been an amazing experience to kind of get to this place. That's beautiful. And I know some of my listeners might say, but this is a podcast about bulimia. Why I asked mm-hmm. them to come on here is because I think that laughter very much is something that uh, that's good for the soul and, mm. uh, and positive thinking is really important, particularly those who are trying to recover. So that was my purpose. So I, I really do need to know more about really a clown, like you dress up and everything, or is it the clown? <laughs> <in> the <cars? laughs> this is the question that I get. So, so, uh, so the clown, the clown is very misunderstood, right? So I think of it very much from the perspective of the theater clown. So think the Shakespearean fool or the court jester. And so where clowning really comes from, and clowns have been around for as long as us humans have been. And we are the, we're the truth tellers. And because we use humor and light, we get away with saying stuff and pointing out the truth that other people won't. So you think of the court, you know, um, and you think of like the, you know, the kings and queens and all of that stuff. The jester could say stuff that no one else could possibly dream of saying. And, you know, if I sort of fast forward that to now, you know, and I've got three clowns that are part of me and clowns really are a way of sort of accessing the childlike part of ourselves and for me it's always about meeting an audience with kindness and then also bringing a levity and a lightness and I think you're so right because I think one of my reasons that think is a real part of my purpose is I spend a lot of time in the mental health space and obviously bulimia falls under that and for me one of the key things is like even at the darkest and the darkest of times of which I've experienced myself there's always the light 
you know, and that's why there's the comedy and the tragedy. So if you think of the drama masks, there's the smiley face and the sad face. They both have to exist. But I think sometimes when we're in that dark place, we forget that the light is as true as the dark. And one of my things is, so how can you bring, yeah, a bit of joy into your life? And it could be literally one minute and your rest of your day could be as miserable as anything or you could be really suffering and really sad. And if you're in that place, I am sending you a big hug. But it's that beautiful thing of like when you can just let in just a tiny bit of joy or you find something that just maybe even makes you crack a smile then quite possibly even though you might not be able to see the sun because it's all cloudy you might just remember it's still there right that's very true in fact uh it was funny because i was having a bad day and uh i listened to some comedy and it made the rest of my day better because it switched my mindset yeah. And it doesn't mean that stuff. And I think this is one of those things like because people quite often go, yeah, but play, you know, I don't have time for play. I've got loads of stuff going on and things like that. And play doesn't take away from any of the challenges that people are going through, whether that's bulimia, whether that's COVID, whether that's anything to all of the challenges that we all go through in life. But what play does is for that period of time, it takes you into a different state. It takes you into a slightly different place. And it means, and when you're fully playing and however you play will be different, right? So the way you play would be different to the way that I play. But the way that you play, it just means just for that little bit of time, you can be fully present on that. And when you're fully present on that, my goodness me, as you said, and just as you experienced, have some comedy, you've left off loads of hormones and they're like, whoop, whoop, I've got hormones, I've been laughing. Oh no, because I'm laughing. Oh no, now I can't feel quite so sad as I was. And it doesn't mean that your stuff has just disappeared, but what it does is you can see it maybe through a different lens, right? Absolutely. So uh, along with being a speaker mentor, you're also a coach. So tell us a little bit about your coaching. Yeah, I mean, I've been coaching people on and off for, well, more on than off. I don't know why I just said on and off. I've been coaching people for over 20 years. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm just got a very young looking face. Um, and for me, coaching is that beautiful practice of helping others see how brilliant they already are. And I'm really lucky. I, I get to kind of coach. Um, I don't coach that many people anymore. And I, the people that I coach are generally going from places where they want to go from being good to being great. Or if they view themselves as great, they want to become exceptional. And I rock up with people that, you know, most people are like, oh, they must be scary, like proper sort of CEOs of big businesses and things like that. But the reality is, is that everybody's human and everybody has their own fears and everybody has their own challenges. And I think especially when it comes down to lightness of touch and levity of touch, I think quite often, I think so many of us, we've all got really serious. The world is really serious. We can only be serious. We can definitely not laugh. We've, we know we're talking about bulimia. You can't possibly find anything. And I know how shit it is when I was a teenager. I experienced sometimes of my own. I'm not in any way making light of anything that anybody might be going through. But what I am suggesting is I wonder how different your life could feel if you just let in that little bit of light and joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right about that. You know, so many times we put so much importance on people not understanding that they're just people. I mean, even, you know, meeting you, I was all excited. I'm going, wow, I mean, this person, you know, wow. <laughs> she was, you know, an expert on the BBC and ITV and just I'm going, whoa. <laughs> um, and sometimes we even forget about our own accomplishments when we're looking at other people because we're comparing ourselves too much. And-, and I think that's a real, you know, and I think that's a real thing of, of, 
I think there's that human thing. I think we quite often want to put people up on pedestals. I think we seek answers from other people because we've gurified them. And actually, all we own, everybody that I know, regardless of whether they're the most successful business person or they're the most successful stay-at-home mom or whatever it might be, what they've done is that they've all allowed themselves to do the work and they just, they share their stories and their own truth. And from that place, you know, nobody knows anything better than anyone else. We're all just, we might just have spent a bit longer exploring something than someone else. And so for me, it's always that I'm as curious to meet somebody that is currently working on a, I don't know, a reception of a tiny office as I am meeting somebody that's CEO of a multi-billion pound company, because we can all learn from each other, right? Absolutely. And their experiences are just as important. And, uh, mm. and some of them probably even funnier or more interesting than some. Of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> so true. I mean, <laughs> the, you know, when I the, quite often I get to go and do gigs and like the UK is just starting to open up again from COVID. And um, one of the things that I've really missed has been getting in taxes. You know, so when I'm being picked up from somewhere to somewhere else and I, I got uh, the gigs, I've done, I think I've done three gigs in person since we've kind of opened up a little bit in the UK and uh, and the stories and the joy that these taxi drivers and then I get to go and walk into these supposedly very sensible business people and I'm like, ah, nah, taxi driver was far more interesting. <laughs> It's true. I'm like you. Whenever I get into a taxi, I always ask them, you know, what brought you here? Why are you doing this? And mm. the stories are incredible. Mm. Um, from doctors coming from overseas that, that, you know, you have to, I, you know, it's really crazy. Just a quick thing is that how is it that a doctor in one country comes to Canada and they have to get, they have to go through the whole process of, getting, of schooling? I'm like, why are people overseas different than people in Canada like yeah I mean I, I, I've seen some Canadians and let's face it your anatomy is completely different over there so I mean <laughs> no I get it and it's exactly the same over here it's like you know it's I could kind of get my head around if they were doing I don't know building regulations because probably Canada to the UK building regulations are different because we've got different kinds of buildings but doctors it's like there's a person with anatomy there's another person with anatomy no no can't come in from Canada no no not the right qualifications and it's yeah I don't know yeah there's there's a lot of absurdity into the world you just have to look at it right well, that's where you get your comedy from, right? Is all the absurdity in the world. Oh, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, and then you kind of watch stuff and then you kind of engage with people and you're just like, wow. You know, and I, I constantly sort of write little stories and little anecdotes down of like little instances that I've had, obviously not for the last 18 months because I've only been in my small room. So this is one of the reasons I like coming on podcasts. But, you know, and you kind of write it down and you're just like, oh, look at, look at all of this. And there's these sort of nuances and rhythms of people that if you just just watch people are extraordinary you know but you have to give yourself and that goes back to the clowning thing you know we are the observers of life we see and we witness and we tell the truth that's beautiful I guess is great so you also have a podcast oh. uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast I do uh, my podcast is called clowning around and it's the podcast to make you laugh and think and it's hosted by myself and also one of my clowns so um, I will, because I float in lots of different worlds, right? And I don't float, I play in lots of different worlds. Um, you know, so I've, I've met lots of people. So I've got guests where we're clowning around technology, Formula One, therapy, uh, mental health, um, 
baking, you know, so literally, and I think I've done about 80 episodes now. And the reason I love it is there's something very joyful about talking to people that are really good at what they do. And then halfway through my clown, Barbara, she appears and Barbara's from up North in England. So she's got a very sort of specific way of speaking. Um, and obviously I sound awfully posh and like I should probably be on the crown because that's where I was brought up. I can't help it. But Barbara doesn't sound like that because that's not who Barbara is. And, uh, and she generally sort of subverts the conversation. And for me, like this, you know, like you've done on this, you know, this great podcast of yours, you know, and I was listening to an episode before we started recording. I was like, you know, it's, it's such a joy to chat to different people and to engage and to find out where they're coming from. But then also because I love comedy, then just adding that little twist. And so, you know, throwing in uh, some sort of <laughs> some strange ones. I'll give you an idea. So I was interviewing someone and we were clowning around comedy and business. Uh, and this one's coming out next week, actually. And I was chatting away to Julia. And Julia is, she runs a global business. And she's also a comedian in the city, in the city of London. And before she did that, she used to work in um, the New York Stock Exchange. Now, Barbara then got involved in said conversation. Now, Barbara doesn't know what the Stock Exchange is. So Barbara just assumed that what she meant was that Julia was very good at mixing different types of gravy. <laughs> So you get the idea. So if you like to laugh and think about stuff and hear different stories, then that's the pod. Oh, my goodness. That is good. I didn't know what the stock exchange was. I haven't heard that one before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just wonderful. Um, Now, you have you're saying a new global movement laugh play. Can you tell us a little more about that, too? Yeah. So completely imperfectly I don't know you know I'm, I'm assuming that when you set up the running this podcast you know you were we do things imperfectly right but you've just got to start and you have to do things is that fair she's nodding thank god otherwise I could have been awkward she's like no Em, this was perfect from the start I knew exactly what I was doing um so very very imperfectly um because I know that for me personally my my mission and my purpose is to get the world to laugh think and play I then was like well that's great for me. And it's really lovely to know that, as I've already said. But actually, what I wanted to do was create a movement. So I very imperfectly launched laughthinkplay.com. And it's just a website at the moment. I even made the website. I never make websites. I've got people that do things like that for me. Um, but I made it because I wanted to sort of visually see it. And the long term vision of it. And again, I don't really know how it's going to happen. I'm going to have an app that's going to be the Laugh Think Play app. So if you wake up in the morning and you need to laugh, there'll be stuff to make you laugh. So I'm kind of working on that. I want to have laugh think play publications laugh think play productions and then laugh think play where we go into business and workplaces and go these have to be at the cornerstones of how we work because having worked in the mental health space so much I think so many people go into work and they put masks on and they think they have to be a certain type of person or a certain way and actually as soon as you pull away those masks and if the best way that I've experienced is by getting people to laugh and then getting them to play and then they can't help but think about how they're showing up and so somehow over the next period of time that is uh, that's going to be my thing you know but got my first book coming out in September 1st um so yeah you know I just I just sit around yeah I just I just sit around that's what I do you know yeah so tell us about your book I mean, yeah, thanks. No, because I was like, yeah, must remember, mention a book, mention a book. I've not, I've not written a book before and I do everything imperfectly. And it's like, oh yeah, I've written a book. Um, so my book is called Lessons from a Clown, uh, How to Have Courage to Show Up for Yourself and Laugh Every Day. 
And in essence, I explain a little bit more, um, like I've done today, about what clowning is, why it matters, and sort of get rid of a few of the myths of that. But then the heart of it is the lessons that I've learned uh, from clowning and that have really impacted me as M. Stroud. Um, you know, if you'd met me a few years ago, this wasn't where I was living. I, I was living in a place where I was outwardly running a very successful business and outwardly doing pretty well. But internally, I'd started to feel like I was sort of shriveling away and wasn't doing quite what made my heart sing. And actually, it was reconnecting with clowning. So I did clowning at, as part of my degree at, at uni. And reconnecting with clowning really taught me how to reconnect with myself. And so there are five lessons within the book with stories, not only my own story to a certain extent, but also other people um, that I've worked with and how they've impacted. And then it's not only me that's writing the book, it's also my other clown called Orange. So Orange just pops up. And so when you read this book, um, I, don't, I don't think there's been a book that's, that I've seen that's kind of exactly how this one's going to look. So yeah, that's the book. That's beautiful. And uh, I can't wait. So September 1st, and it's going to be, where can will people be able to get, I guess, Amazon would be one. It, it will be on Amazon um, September the 20 something. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, something like that. I will let you know. Um, but yeah, something, I think 26th. Um, God, I'm terrible at this stuff. Uh, September the 26th, I think the book's out and it'll be available on Amazon. Yeah. Perfect. I can buy it for myself for my birthday on the 23rd. Third is my birthday. So I'm sending you a copy. You've had me on your podcast. I'm sending you one. I mean, you know, it's it's going to get all the way over from the United Kingdom. There'll be a little parcel and you'll be like, what's this? And I'll be like, hey, it's the little clown that you interviewed on your podcast just showing up in a book. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just have to say quickly, you're so right about the business. Um, I, I worked as a service advisor in a dealership and that's a very tough business to be in mm. because it's... Uh, it's stressful because you're on the side of telling people how much money they have to spend on their car. And mm. uh, I do have to say that in my seven years there, there were three years that I had that were my favorite. And I hope that none of my um, ex bosses are listening to this, but <laughs> <laughs> reason why it was so wonderful. She was exactly what you were saying. She brought humor to the place and she got the team together to go and play, you know, the throwing the axes and, um, and it felt like a family and there yeah. was humor in it. And it made yeah. those years so fun to be there. Yeah, because we spend so much time at work. Why would we be at work if we're miserable? And, yeah. and I really think, you know, that, that COVID is, is an opportunity for us globally to kind of go, how do we want to show up in life and in work, you know? And, we, you know, when we've been surrounded by so much death, so much death and so much trauma and for anybody that's you know experiencing bulimia a living trauma we've got to find a way of finding the light and finding the joy right that's beautiful i just got goosebumps from that thank you <laughs> so oh and i'm so pleased to have had you here today made me laugh perfect start of my day again good and, uh and yes as i said thanks again and uh just quickly again if you could just want to go over with my by uh, listeners where they can find you uh they can find me on instagram so i'm emma stroud ldn so london so emma stroud ldn um if you go on emma stroud.london that's my website all of my contact details are on there um and basically if you put my name in you'll find me and if you go on uh ted.com and you put emma stroud you will find me i am the only person i believe globally to do a ted talk dressed as a banana i'll leave you with that to ponder I love it. Thanks again. And, uh, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to visit me at bleepbulimia.com.